two, three, yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> yes, we are back. Black light. What's up? Hope it's good. Hope hope you're good. Are you just gonna gloss over what just happened? What? It just was wild. The little, <laughs> <laughs> the, like the hiccups, the choking hiccups. I think, uh, yeah, it's provocative. It's like, what is that? I don't know. It's provocative. I think uh, maybe I should get hired to do that for uh, by musicians. To be provocative or to do that? that I could be song. a good hype man, I think. You could be a good hype man. Yeah. yeah just I like, can see you having a stage name like Xanadu and being <laughs> on stage dancing or just being a hype guy in between sets. And yeah. Yeah, the kind of guy who's literally for like a two hour set just dancing. Doesn't do anything. Yeah, he's just there. Doesn't say anything. Yeah. Don't even know if he's with the band or not. Yeah. He just gets on the mic for a couple of, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm like, what? Say what? What does Xanadu say? <laughs> Say what? That would be awesome. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I am not going to do that, but I think you could do it. What if we too. did an underground show in my garage and okay, <laughs> and got another band, a more legitimate band? Have we talked about your underground garage idea? There's so many underground ideas. Most of them are provoked by you, uh, instigated by you. I but, usually take a kernel of an idea that you have and then obsess about it until it becomes a full-blown thing. But the serial idea. The serial thing, which I is originally your idea. Is it? Yeah, 100%. I don't think that's true. I know it's true. I remember... So, okay, let's walk through... Okay, let me, let me take out all of our listeners on a walk, a journey back in time. Back in the day... Um, AD Say ta- what? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> AD was talking about a uh, a life goal of his was to have a cereal bar. I don't know that I did yeah, that. Yeah, you did. A cereal bar? A cereal bar. Like, because you want to be styled after like a very, like, like Hero of Sushi, like a two-birth, like an eight-seat, but in our case, like, it was like a two-seat cereal bar, mm-hmm. like, like a sushi bar. But it's for breakfast cereal. But it's for breakfast cereal. But, okay, also we have to go back a little bit because not everyone here who's listening knows about your whoa, cereal tastes. Whoa, whoa, so whoa, I think whoa, we got to talk whoa. about your interest in cereal. So let's start. Let's go back even further. Let's, okay, listen. Okay. I love cereal. I love breakfast cereal. At least I did growing up. Like, I remember for Christmas, one year my sister bought me a cereal bowl, and I was like, this is the best present I've ever received because it was just a bowl. It was a branded Frosted Flakes bowl of cereal. It had its own spoons, and I would I would eat it. I'd eat cereal out of that bowl because it's a perfect size. And so I love cereal. Back in, uh, I think, the late 90s, uh, Kellogg's made a Frosted Bran Flake cereal because I used to love, I love cereal mixing. So if there's a mixology degree in cereal mixing, that would be what I already had. They wouldn't name it after me, yeah, you know, yeah. because I, you know, you can't have like one that goes goes uh, soggy too quickly matched with one another one that goes soggy too quickly. A sweet and a you know you gotta have a sweet and a uh, and sort of like a bran or something like that mm-hmm. to make the perfect spoonful. So I love all types of cereal. Is that what you wanted to share? No, or? I mean, yeah. That, so I yeah, think people are starting to get the idea that this could be your idea. But I think you have, no, I don't a remember. There's a particular approach to cereal that you have. Um, don't well, is, it's, the, there, it's the same approach that the entire world. No, the most of the no, world this is not eats true. their cereal warm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the world eats. What I'm saying is, when it comes to what is porridge, 
What is Pokemon? Those are green. Those are green. But isn't it a cereal? Sure, fine. Okay. Right. So Farina. Have you heard of Farina? No, I've not heard of Farina. It's like a cereal that most of the world eats. It's considered a cereal. Okay, continue. Continue this. I think people Oat, are curious about where you're going with this. Oatmeal. Do you eat oatmeal? Yes. Do you eat it cold? Less often than more. Thank you. Because <laughs> because most of the world, breakfast, you want like a porridge, something warm. So I like my cereal. I warm it up in the microwave <laughs> for a certain amount of time. Wait, how much time? Two minutes and 11 seconds <laughs> if the milk is cold so that it's warm and soggy, just like oatmeal. And everyone out there is like, no, it's just like oatmeal. Don't you eat your oatmeal warm? And what if you could curate every morsel and every bite of your... Like, what if your oatmeal was Honey Nut Cheerios? And it was just a little soggy with, with milk water. Warm milk water? That sounds so good. The thing that makes it everyone right now who's listening is cringing about is because you said the word soggy. No one wants to have soggy cereal. But you want soggy oatmeal. You want soggy oatmeal. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's just equate, the word that no, no, you're no, no, using I understand to describe it. Honey Nut Cheerios to being... Oatmeal. So then there are two different things. Honey Nut Cheerios must be have a form and just be crispy mm-hmm. and crunch. Okay, so that's because that's because of really good branding. But it's I think just like you wouldn't eat nasty oats by themselves. Why are you? My kid does that. I don't do that. Oat cheats oats. She like she likes oatmeal. She'll uh, she'll put it in the in the in the stove the bowl. thing mm-hmm. and then before before we cook it and she'll just pick up the ones that fall on the table and just. Okay, that's interesting. So it is possible to eat them dry, yeah. But don't we all prefer them I mean, okay. warm and soggy? Okay, so let's get, okay. Now that the, the, the table, the setting has been set, that's what I want to come on talk about. Because as oh, you can man. probably understand, this is definitely his idea to begin with. No, no, no so, I like cereal, but I don't think I the cereal bar idea. Okay, so this was Andy's idea. I'll I fine if you don't want to take credit for it. I, it's an amazing idea. So I don't think it is. This is this is my golden ticket. This is I'm the, this is the Deutsche Fruit. I'll be the Deutsche Fruit to your Michael Scott in this. The golden ticket is my idea. Um, that we were talking about having a two-person like, cereal, cereal bar, bar. Like hipstered out. Hipstered out. In like, the bag. Yes. And so what we do is like put it in my garage, throw up like some black, fabric, curtains. black curtains around it all, yeah, and have it be, there's like a wall of cereal. Like basically you go to a fancy cocktail place. And Playing play, like, music way too loud. Yeah. Play, but like, yeah, but appropriate but music. good music. But good music. Yeah. Like, and like and they'd be like, you know, yeah, you'd have... Aprons on and fancy to be a wall of, of cereal and just like some leather little, aprons, please. I would leather want or my, waxed, or wax canvas. Yeah. Did you say wax canvas? Wax canvas, yeah. Wow, wow, that's really serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mean like a like a medical apron, like a serious like a no, no, butcher's like, apron? So we say wax canvas. Wax, wax canvas, just like the canvas, but it's been waxed, so it's a little sure, more sure. stiff. Yeah. And then, just like someone would order a cocktail, they'd order um, something off the menu, or they could do like the bartender's choice, where then you create a custom cereal cocktail for them. Right. And they would get uh, an experience. And like these other. are all uh, cereals that we ourselves have made. Like we made in house, or is it things that it's we a mix pairings that we it's, appreciate? It's a bit of everything. Some of it would be cereals that made in house. Mm-hmm. Some of it would be just vintage, vintage cereals if we could yeah, find them. Things Maybe that like, can't be yeah, found. The, yeah, the expensive ones. You know the yeah. the. Uh, like if I could find a box of the Frosted Bran Flakes, exactly. Such an amazing cereal. And but, then yeah, and then yeah, you get you know, your, your basic cereals in there too, and then you you would find what the palate is of the, of the guest, and then you make an amazing medley. In a way they have never encountered cereal. So before. by the end of their experience, they had the perfect bite. Yes. Warm, soggy, 
perfect. But it depends on what it's perfect for them. They may not know that they love warm, soggy. Everybody perfect. loves warm, they soggy may not know cereal. That. So some people will get that. But have you ever done okay, <laughs> a kidding. cocktail, like a you or something? Like, I would never thought I would like this, but I liked it. Or I'm just going to order my, my classic staple. Yeah, most of the time you things, order right? your classic staple, but sometimes you can let the bartender adjust it to, yeah. And this is what we're doing. So once in a people get the classic staple. Maybe mm-hmm. they want, you know, the honey nut Cheerios, but they want to amped up a bit so we find a way to pizzazz it I like the idea of talking to them about their life and like what they love about life and everything and then from there sort of deducing their yeah, favorite series. I'd be like, down for that too like but if there's really square person then, you know then we might start with square like cereal. yeah <laughs> like squares give me apple <laughs> I think apple, corn pops or apple corn, yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. So, but this is, this would happen, and then what we'd do is we'd announce to all our friends, have a very secret, it'd be from like 9 p.m. to like 1 a.m. or something, something like... That's a very long time to serve cereal for. Okay, but we'd yeah. get a line going in the alley, people would wait in the alley like it's a, like it's a hipster speakeasy. The line is important. And yeah. then they would leave through the front, so but you never see people leave, you just kind of bring people in. <laughs> and, then, and so just kind of like you bring them in and out, and they, they go on their way. But it'd be an amazing immersive experience. Yeah. And the milk quality has to be the highest quality. It has to be the highest quality milk. We like, actually probably have a cow. We'll have there. a cow. Yeah. yeah. Like hooked up to the thing. No. Yeah. We won't have it hooked up. We'll have like a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> a milk boy. A milk boy. <laughs> With like overalls on. He's, yeah. His face is dirty. He's like, <laughs> come on, milk boy. <laughs> I don't know if that's wrong to say. That's not wrong to say. I don't think so. Okay. But uh, we will have the highest quality milk. the highest quality ingredients. Yeah. And, and it would be a lovely experience. And people, it'd be... I'd like to point out that uh, fresh squeezed milk <laughs> is warm, which would be perfect for our warm, soggy well, we end need, product. We need, to figure out, we need to figure out a way that isn't a microwave to make it, to heat it up. Oh, the, the warm breast milk from, <laughs> from the cow's from the udder would be perfect. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's enough to get the perfect crisp on the outside. No, we'll have to probably boil it a little bit. Like, probably like a little like a cast iron pan or something of some kind. Yeah, or just put it in a beaker over a Bunsen burner. Yes. It has to be, if we're going to do it, right. we might as well do it to the, you know, to I the, could see that some warm cow's milk over <laughs> in a beaker <laughs> over a Bunsen burner and we just light the thing and we're just like, I'm just waiting. Have like a little thermometer in there, just oh waiting for it to hit the right temperature. And then we pull it out. We pour it over, and then we pour it over the thing, the, the cereal, right in front of the guests. Yeah. And we say, "Wait," because they're about to take a spoon. We're like, "No, no, you gotta wait." And then we say, "Oh my God!" Now you may die. Yes, yes, yes. That would be so wonderful. I, I'll just say, this is an amazing idea. I think it is an amazing idea. That's not mine, but I appreciate that you have taken uh, my love for cereal to the next degree. I think this would just be an incredible experience. I would go to it. I would definitely go to it. I love vintage cereals. I don't like sweet cereals. Like, you know, Fruit Loops. It's because I, I didn't grow up eating Fruit yeah. Loops. My, you know, it was like Bran Flakes and sometimes Frost Flakes, Honey Night Cheerios. And so the ones that are like supposed to be a little good for you. And so I don't... I wouldn't be the best, uh, the best curator of the sweeter well, side, like cocoa puffs. It's like I don't know, yeah. But, but that's because we would be kind of sort of we would find the perfect thing to, to the pie, yeah, the perfect yeah. place to cure it. The perfect thing that would be nice. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely go to something like this, like a random, like wait, what's going on? What are these guys doing? Like it's a cereal pop up. <laughs> like <laughs> like is, that, is that it? Like cereal? Like breakfast cereal? He's like, yeah, but it's warm. Let me tell you. <laughs> like yes. Ugh. I understand that people out there might not like warm cereal. 
But, Levi, let me ask you this. Have you tried it? I've not tried it. Do you have a microwave? I don't, actually. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know how you live your life. <laughs> yeah. Some friends broke it and maybe replaced it like five years ago. How do you warm up your, uh, your leftovers? On the stovetop or in the oven. So it takes you a little bit of time? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm, I mean, that's yeah. uh, no, no hate. Um, no hate. But next time I come to your house, I'll, I'll try it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't drink cow milk anymore, so... I uh <laughs> how are we gonna, I'm not drinking cow milk right now. How are we gonna serve things that we yeah. can <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh I'm on to uh just regular almond milk, so uh yeah, you're not gonna get the full effect. Almond milk is good for cereal, but it's not the best. Yeah, how about oat milk or hot milk? <sighs> I've tried it, but I don't know. I mean we we don't like to, we're not eating ourselves. We can use cow's milk for this. Yeah, we can say we do this as an homage homage to, to our Younger our heritage. years, yeah. We yeah. Just say heritage, bro. Yeah, our heritage. Yeah. Heritage. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we could we could find we could make some like homemade ice cream, and use that as like a different alternative way of like serving cereal. Like cereal, let me blend it in ourselves to the ice cream. Hmm. There's like other ways of like, or we could make some uh, like lattes and make yeah. the cereal milk lattes. Well, you know that fancy uh, store in New York. There's a fancy restaurant, or maybe it's just like a. I think it's called cereal milk or milk or something like that. Anyway, uh, the lady who owns it uh, has infused different cereal crumbs into her milk. And so then sells, I think she sells either the milk or maybe she makes cakes and the icing is made out of cereal milk or something well, like that. Well, I mean, um, Commonwealth, here in Denver, when they were Commonwealth, they did cereal milk lattes on Saturdays. So they would soak oh, really? the cereal overnight in the milk and then they'd use the milk too. Was it good? Yeah. Mm, like what? Like Graham? Like they use like sweeter ones, like cinnamon toast crunch or things sure, like that. Sure. Fruit Loops. Um, Fruit Loops. This doesn't sound appealing to me at all. Like, I mean, when my mom didn't feed me sweets as a child, as a child I hated it. But now I barely eat candy. Like, and I think it's fine. You know, like it worked for me. I mean, I love sweet. Like I love donuts, but we also ate donuts as a child. Yeah, is, it, yeah. is it the same for you, or did your mom like not let you eat certain things that you still now to this day you're like I don't like that anyway? No, no. I feel like I I don't. I think I have a very different palate than when I was fed as a kid. My, oh, really? Yeah, my parents they use a lot of like. My mom just made fast meals typically, so like mm-hmm. hamburger helper or things like that, just like things that she could cook quickly. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like those things were. Yeah, they just were. Yeah, they're more fun. functional than they are. Sure, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just know that. Uh, my mom, for cakes, my mom used to take the icing off cakes, like, for birthdays. And we were like, my mommy, what are you doing? But to this day, I, if it's, like, cheap store icing, yeah. I never eat it. I'm like, no, I don't want that icing. It's just, you know, when I eat it, it doesn't taste good to me. And so maybe something happened to me psychologically where I was like, I actually don't like the icing. You know, if it's great icing, I'll eat it. But most of the time, I don't eat cake icing huh. because... But all of my brothers and sisters are the same way, that we take the icing off the cake and we like the cake part. We don't actually like the icing, if it, especially if it's like, you know, Cheap like icing. Kroger or something yeah. like that. Whereas I had another friend in college who, um, great, awesome guy, but he loved icing. He said when he was younger, his mom made him a cake of only icing. <laughs> No lying. <laughs> you say it a lot. It just sounds yeah. so 
much more ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's it crazy. And he's a big guy, you know, like he and he loves it. And he's like, yeah, I love that cake, man. It's like, I wish my mom would do it again. You know, I was like, oh, okay, man. Like, but very different things. Well, he could he could do it again. He could just make a cake of ice. He probably could. He shouldn't, but <laughs> he could. No one should. Yeah. But, um, no, it's rough. I was like, wait, what did you do? <laughs> like, oh man. Hannah does that. She takes the icing off of both cakes. Oh, or, really? Not, maybe not all of it, but most of it. For me, I'm like, I like the icing. I don't care. I like the icing. I'm like, the, yeah. the cake has to be paired with the icing. There's no icing and there's no cake. I feel like you're a themselves. well-adjusted man. Yeah, yeah. you got to have the right balance. Or there is a, see, yeah. Yeah, and no oh, cake, no icing, or vice versa, then... All icing, no cake. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, me and uh, my friend's name is James. We would have been best friends as kids, you know, like, scraping all the icing off this cake, and he would have bring me all the cake for, <laughs> from his parties. Like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you got to have the right balance. you got to have the right balance of one thing and the next. Sometimes, if you don't balance it out, it just... You left left with something less less than ideal. Yeah. When it comes to to photography, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's actually it's fine. Uh, I do want to say we are having a pie party this weekend. Oh, which I think that's right. uh, we're talking about cake. It's all about balance. This weekend is three one four. So if you guys hear this before. And you're in your city, you want to have a pie party. We're having a pie contest where people will just bring pies made from scratch. And then there's a sweet division, a savory division, and a best-looking division. Oh, my goodness. This party was amazing last year. We had, like, 40 pies. Everyone just, like, brings a little fork, and then they eat it, which we might have to change this year because of corona. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, – and then we all judge, and it's, like, super fun. And so I'm really excited for that pie party. We're talking about cake, so yeah, I'm like – Yeah, what you're bringing for your pie? Uh, no, normally I do like this sweet potato bourbon, uh, or sweet potato pecan pie, but the last two times that I've tried to make that, I have failed. Like, mm. it tastes fine, but it's not how I want it. Like, the way it tastes in my mind is, like, delicious and, like, sort of, like, deep, but every time it comes out, it's like, whenever, I think there's a yogurt base to it, it just doesn't mm. come out right. Um, so the balance is not there. Are you doing a dairy yogurt? Yeah, like a Greek yogurt. Is that, are you eating Greek yogurt? Like you, Will I? Are you currently drinking? Like you're not, you're not drinking milk. Well, cow milk. You're not drinking cow milk. Are you? Yeah, which is all milk. You know, milk, uh, cow milk. Uh, people are trying to lobby that you can't call something milk if it's not from a cow That's or from a human. What? Or from a from a you an can't animal. call it, yeah from an animal oh, yeah, yeah. because I, they don't want uh, you know almond milk to be impinging on their market. You know what I mean? Or you know. And so, just like the whole meat, Beyond Meat are yeah. doing, where they don't want, uh, you can't say that it's meat if it's not meat. And so, so that the market doesn't buy it, you know, so they're saying Beyond Meat, they can't say that anymore. They have to say, it can't be a possible burger, or something like that. I think a burger is Oh, maybe burger's fine. Yeah. Maybe it's just the word meat. meat they, yeah. they, they're like, you can't use meat if it's not meat, or whatever. Mm. Um, you can't use, I don't know if the milk one passed, like you can't use milk if it's not milk. Obviously, they still have almond milk, right? And right. Oat milk. But. Um, I th- I did hear about that actually. But so yeah. you are not consuming. No, I just milk. don't drink a lot of milk. But of, you're going. You're not going dairy free. You're just doing. I'm like, not really dairy free. Yeah, okay. I just don't drink lattes often that are made from breast milk from a cow. 
Yeah. I, I, I like, uh, I mean, it's just because, yeah, I'm lactose intolerant a little bit. Isn't everyone a little bit? I think everyone is. A little bit. I think I'm finally coming to terms that I am. Yeah, but I'm not yeah. going to, I eat cheese and all sorts of, which you can eat cheese, right? I'm not, I'm, I'm on Hillary's little program thing. Oh. She's my, my Your guide. health coach right now. Um, so currently I'm not, but yeah. I'm sorry. Very so, sorry. So what, uh, what pie are you doing in... I think I might do a classic apple this time. Ooh. Yeah. Just classic like, apple. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of good apples out right now. Have you heard of the Cosmic Crisp? Yes, I have. This new apple. I yeah. haven't had it yet, but people have been talking about it. I love a good engineered apple. And so I don't know if I'll use that for my apple, but I like a good apple pie. I feel like I can make a good crust. Mm-hmm. So I might go classic and do that. Maybe put some cranberries in there, a little orange. Whoa. Yeah. That's yeah. not a classic apple anymore. I feel like that's pretty, pretty normal, right? I never had an apple pie with cranberries in it. Mm-hmm. You never had an apple pie, bro. Whoa! <laughs> Shots fired. Whoa. Is this like a southern thing? That's my sound bite. I like the sound bite. Is this a southern thing that puts crap in your apple pie? Crap? <laughs> what? No, man. That's just uh, it's just elevated a little bit. It's still an apple pie. Anyway, you, you, if you end up coming to the party, because I think I'm going to move it to Sunday, actually. Oh, yeah, actually, we're going to be out of town on Saturday, but if it's on Sunday. Yeah, I, uh, I want to do it during the day as opposed to during the night because of these, like, uh, we want to do these big, uh, the Olympic Games of pie. Ah. And so I want that to be outside so that people don't get pied in the face in my house. Do so, pied in the face? That's the goal, is to have these Olympic Whoa. games, or like the pie games, you, and then... Is that the, you, you play the game, the pie game, where you... Like, you hit, put, yeah, it's on your face, yeah, the little face game, pie yeah. face, or whatever. Pie face, yeah. Yeah, I have it. I need yeah. to get a stronger spring, because I feel like it's just too weak. You need, like, spring on that thing, like, you need, like, an industrial spring. Yeah. You need to go to the hospital and they Yeah, pie. maybe I'll work on that on Friday. Anyway, about photos. Oh, yeah, I was just trying to make a segue, but... Oh, yeah, their segue was great. I just want yeah. to talk about pie for a second. We were talking about cake, and I was like, oh, pie. Because it's... Cause it's about balance. Answer me this okay. before we get into photo sticks. <laughs> Is cheesecake a pie or a cake? Ooh, that's a great question. What constitutes this a pie? Is, this kind of reminds me of your is the hot dog a sandwich question. That you yeah, had. it's a little bit like that, but what constitutes a pie is really the question. Okay. Um, I think a pie... Has a pan crust, because mm-hmm. I because it's it'd be, if it didn't have a f- crust all around, it would be a crumble or like a bake. You know? Wait, you mean it has to have a crust all around? No, it? not all the way around. But like oh, just it has little... to be. But once you're in the pan, it has to have to be crusted from the in the in the pan. That's okay. all. I, I would I would think, and because I think I would feel like if it didn't have any. It, crust at all or on the top it would just be like a crumble or like mm-hmm. a bake sure sure so a cheesecake i think typically has like a crust on the bottom mm-hmm. but not always on the side sometimes on the side sometimes yeah, yeah. and so so it's a cake too. i would probably say yeah it's more of a cake than it's a pie what if they make it in a pan and make a cheesecake in a pie format but what but if you made a cake in a pie format well then it would be a pie right would it yeah definitely if you put a crust on the bottom of a cake in a pie pan yeah, I guess so. And wait, then you baked it and it was bready? That sounds <laughs> weird. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say cheesecake is a pie. Okay. I'm going to say cake has to be like 
bready. You know what I mean? Cake has to be like flour based kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I mean, how do you mean? Yeah. Not maybe. Like I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I guess the uh, a pie. I would imagine similar cheesecake would have to be creamy in the middle. Like if it was like floury in the middle, it wouldn't be a pie. It'd be like a cake. Mm-hmm. So it has to be like you know the, the whether it's chocolate or some kind of mousse or banana cream or so anything else or an apple like it's definitely like li- like some semi liquid yeah. kind of stay inside the middle of it. Maybe you make a peanut butter pie. My peanut butter pie with chocolate ganache is really good. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm just last year the one that won was a galette. I don't know what that is. It's like a pie that you just sort of uh, fold the, the top over it, uh-huh. um, and so. You make a pie base, and then you put, like, let's say some apples in there or whatever, and you sort of just, like, lazily fold the top over the, towards the center of okay. the pie. Um, I want to say there was an orange frangipan that won or something like that. And so some people were like, that's not a pie. You know, and so, and then the best looking one, someone made, like, a space sort of theme out of the crust and laid on top of the pie wow. and the... The the, bot, the base was like a blueberry compote kind of thing, so it looked like deep blue or deep you know dark deep space. space, yeah. And then uh, had like little shapes of like Saturn and stars and stuff. So that that one best uh, looking, but um, yeah, I'm just wondering if we should uh, you know not have or like not allow some pies like cheesecakes. You're saying like really nice cheesecakes. Yeah, someone brought a cheesecake. I think it, it did really well. But everyone likes cheesecake, right? It's amazing. Yeah, I mean cheesecake is delicious. All right, we should talk about photography. I mean, what's what's the cheesecake of photography? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the worst thing. Yeah, I, I was like, well, okay. I don't know. <laughs> no one answered that. Okay, well, uh, we're talking about finding a balance. And finding uh, a balance. That was actually just a segue to another conversation. Yeah, because we were talking earlier. I was telling you that I had a wedding. Um, it was actually a couple weeks ago, and it was an amazing wedding, like one of my favorites ever. We're out in Granby, snowy, horses everywhere, horse-drawn carriages, the whole nine. It was beautiful. Horse-drawn sleighs. Wow. To the wedding, you know, that kind of thing, to the ceremony site. It was beautiful. Um, and, I, you know, we I, were doing family photos and things like that, and... We didn't actually. We didn't have a list just because uh, there was no time to make one. We just didn't. Uh, the couple. We just hadn't done it. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, and so, we, I was going off of my internal list, which in my internal list I try to photograph. Uh, I'll say it real quick, but everything is with the bride and groom, um, or just the bride or the groom in that list and it's like their fam their immediate family or nuclear family mm-hmm. and their mom and dad their brothers and sisters they're you know separate if they need to be or whatever but it rarely includes the mom and dad separately without the bride and groom in it does that make sense mm-hmm. and so for this one i i didn't photograph them but my second photographer photographed the the groom's dad you know separately and then just by himself yeah so he, he loves making portraits of people. Yeah. And so he just goes around the ceremony after this, you know, during cocktail hour or something, and he just takes photos of, like, a portrait of the grandma or a portrait of this person. He's just always, like, that's what he... He likes doing that. And I'm like, oh, dope, you know. Yeah. But I didn't start... When I started photography, I didn't start doing that. It was more about the art. 
and less about photographing everyone, you know, like the grip and grin kind of thing was not really a big deal or it's not something that we wasn't hired for that, you know, anyway. And so after the wedding, you know, I, we realized that there wasn't a photo and that's the one photo that they asked for. And I was like, oh man, obviously I feel bad because I want them to have a photo of their mom and dad at the ceremony. And it's not like I never photographed them. We did photograph the mom and the dad. It just we just didn't take a portrait right. of them, uh, especially at that moment, you know. And I, you know, she's not upset. She was just more like, "Hey, is that there anywhere?" And I was like, "No," but it made me wonder about uh, my skill set. Like, what what's we talked about? What the base wedding includes? We talked about a few mm-hmm. months ago. Like, what do you include in every wedding? And I thought, man, what, would it be interesting to photograph everyone? You know, so I went to the, this wedding yesterday, and I was a second photographer, and my goal was to photograph everyone. I was like, I'm going to take a portrait of every single person just to, like, get it in my system of just like, hey, you, I'm going to take a picture. And I want it to be a great picture mm-hmm. in good light. And even I know uh, Kirk Maston used to do that as a portrait project. He would just take a portrait or a headshot of everyone at the wedding, and that was part of what he included, which is an interesting, like, sort of, yeah. you know, because now I, if you go to someone at a wedding and I'm like, hey, can I take your picture? They're like, what? For what? You know, like, I'm like, for them, I'm the photographer, you know, unless it's a thing, they might not know what's right. going on. But I like the idea of it because then they know that person, that couple knows you can take great photos. And if you, if they get it, then it's a little bit of marketing because they're like, oh, who took that photo? Oh, it's Adonia Jaja, you know? And obviously I just, as, as coverage, I want to photograph everyone. It's just like an underlying thing that I think about. Uh, But it comes in direct contrast to the idea of photographing gripping grins, which is just that little like, hey, take a picture of cheese, you know? And, uh, and, photographing for the sake of art or like creating something because it is just a picture even though it can be a very nice picture it is just a picture anyway so that's what I've been thinking about that lately is like where I stand and like how do I as a primary I definitely don't have time to do that all the time if I'm shooting solo Uh, but if it's something I want to include in my in my offerings to my clients and like or or in just like my base understanding of how I'm going to shoot the wedding. It's like, I get a shot of the bride, the groom, and then every other guest at the wedding, you know, which would be wild. That does seem a little exhausting. But it's only 70 photos. I mean, mean, depending on the wedding. Yeah, of course. This wedding was, it was 70, so it wasn't... Yeah, it's not crazy. It took me... Think about cocktail hour. Do you feel like we deliver amazing photos at cocktail hour? Oh, no. Definitely not. Yeah. That's... So I guess, like, I'm curious about the need for an individual portrait versus just groups of people. Sure. Like, I mean, yeah, individual portraits are great, but um, do you think it's better for the... Do you think it's more that's better for you because you're the photographer and you can market and you can have having a dope portrait? Or mm-hmm. is it better for the couple? Because like, I feel like group photos be... From our, I think about our wedding... We love having group photos of people. It's like, oh, yeah, it's great. Like, those people had fun, and we saw them, and since photo of them, or, um, yeah, versus, like, a headshot portrait. Well, what do you think? I mean, I feel like you're, you, you're married. You, have, you had a wedding. Well, okay. What do you look back on? Were there any headshots that you were like, oh, wow, did you, I don't know, what did, did you want more, or? I mean, I know that, 
So for those that don't know, Nirav Patel photographed our wedding. So I know that Nirav had grabbed a couple of our friends, like our wedding party friends, and they've gotten like a nice portrait of them with like their their partners. Mm-hmm. And they're like all really great portraits. It's like um, I think a friend of ours had like as her like profile photo for like years mm-hmm. for her husband. Um, yeah, we have like so he got like a couple of great portraits of friends and their families of like that. Um, I guess for me, I'm like, personally, I guess for me, I was like, yeah, I don't... You didn't care. I didn't care. Because I'm like, I don't really need a portrait of their family together. But did you give it to them? Yeah, yeah. Anyone who, yeah. Anyone who had a photo, mm-hmm. we shared it with them. True. Um, but, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't need, you know... Even if it's like a cousin's, like, I don't need our cousin's family, you know, I don't need, I don't need their family photos for myself, but mm-hmm. they'll probably like a photo. So just, that's like, yeah. Sure. So what about the other, from the other way, like, have you been to a wedding as a guest where you were photographed at the wedding or you took a picture of yourself even I don't know and we, well, that picture did right. you does that mean anything to you to have a picture of you and your yeah. wife so and, yeah. when we went to Hayden's wedding Hillary's brother's wedding in September uh, I knew the photographer Jess and Hillary was really wanted a photo of all of us together so I had pulled her said hey Jess I could get a photo of us and so she took one of us and so like, it was really nice to get that photo of our family it's a really, actually a really great photo do you like that photo yeah, yeah. I really, it's a great photo of okay. our family and so um, so maybe that's where it is, is yeah. that it, it is of only personal significance to the person in the photo, right. not necessarily the bride and groom, but for me as a photographer to show everyone that they are worth it and important right. and, you know, to go and take a photograph, even though it might take a couple of minutes, like right. a quick family photo, which they could, you know, could cost them a lot of money. Right. I think, like, and so what Hayden did after the wedding was he printed out photos for everyone of, like, stuff from the wedding. So the family photos or group photos like that, and he printed out that one for us. Like, hey, this is for you guys, um, which is really nice of them. And I do think that it is a good, it is a nice gift or something that you can give your couple to give away to their friends or family. Say, hey, here's mm-hmm. this photo of you. you guys and so at the end of the day, like, it doesn't take away. Like, if I had a photo of a guest and their family or whatever in my album it doesn't really matter to me because like even if it's not meaningful to me like they might want the photo it doesn't mean like you know I'm, I'm still getting all the photos I yeah it wouldn't make to it get. to your album right. sure sure um, but I guess all I'll say is like it really can't hurt there's really no harm especially it. during rehearsals and if you're there you're right. not doing portraits and you have 30 minutes and nothing's happening you can do a set of portraits right. and just cruise and that the way one of my friends, I was talking to one of the guests at the wedding who saw me doing this, and they were like, why are you doing, you know, and I was like, uh, and I told them the story. I was like, I just want to, my goal this wedding is to take a picture of everyone. And they were like, well, that's actually interesting, because what if something happens, like, talking ultimately, like, what if that person dies or something? Sure. And then the best photograph of them might be from this wedding, you know? And so thinking about that, like, they came across me as a photographer in a space and wanting to make sure I point my camera at them and mm-hmm. show them that they're worth it and capture, you know, a portrait, which I don't know. I, I like doing it. I, you know, I, when I was, when my brother got married, like I said, one of my favorite photographers photographed him, but the only photograph I wanted to print was the one of my family. Yeah. You know, like the one of people looking at the camera saying, hello, these are our faces and we were here. It's such an interesting thing because I'm all about the art of photography. Right. I think I mean? if I'm honest, like for most people, the art 
only really matters to the people in the photo. To the couple. And that's okay. That, that's, that's totally fine. Sure. But I think there is an element. It's like, yeah, like, this is about, whenever people talk to me about family photos, I always say, I say, hey, like, like these are for, like, archival purposes. And I said, like, the reality is, like, you want these photos because, um, and because they are, like, a history of your family. And I said, they may not yeah. be as... Like quite as sexy as the other photographs. Like uh, these are the ones people put on their Instagram, but these are the ones that like always matter the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is true. Like I've, I think that has always mattered the most to people is those portraits. Yeah, there's something still of just someone looking at you in a photo, mm-hmm. like that face. I know. I look at me that face. Sachin and Maxine, you know, mm-hmm. they put posted some photos. Yeah, yeah. Man, there's something weird about these photos, man. When I look at their photos. I literally start crying. Like, I, I'm a grown man, but their photos are so sweet. It's like I know them personally. Yeah. And it's not very often I see people that I know personally in, you know, in, like, photos, in great okay? photos. Yes. Yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm, I'm working and I don't. And so I see these photos and I see their little faces just smiling, you know, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, it's the best photography I've ever seen, which I don't know that it is. I just know that I like their faces I, in the photo. Yeah, and, I think um, I think at the end of the day, like, it's not about good. Good is, I mean, it is important, but that's not the most important thing. It's like, everyone's a photo that captures them and the people they love and a moment that was meaningful to them. Yeah. And the quality, like, that's why people post iPhone photos of their wedding that a guest took with a terrible tilt and like three quarters off the side. Because like, it's not about the quality, it's about what it, what was there, yeah. what was happening. And they're crying about it and, yeah. and we're just like, no, but they don't see that. Yeah. They see the people in the photo. Right. Which, and I, I, what I would say to anybody who's listening is just that if you are a photographer and you are like all about the art, not only are you missing something archivally, but you're missing something financially because that is where I people buy that. People photo. buy them, yeah. Like yeah. when I, I noticed a huge spike in my sales of prints when I started taking a lot more guest photos and photos, photos of guests. Of guests yeah. Whether it's just group and grins or you know shots of family and stuff like that, yeah. or other families, I like people buy that stuff because it's important to them. And it should be. I don't think it should be less important to us. And I don't think that it can't be art. Don't yeah. get me. Yeah, I don't. I think that you can make a family photo great. You know, I love taking a great family photo that is, like, also interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there are, there are places in which you can do that well. And you can orchestrate and put things, put people well. I guess we're slipping into different facets of this conversation. Yeah. But um, I think I was shooting an Indian wedding with uh, Jared. And uh, he was like, hey, man, uh, just so you know, uh, this culture really appreciates the historical document of what people like the sort of historical aspect of what people are wearing. Mm-hmm. And so it is important for you to photograph their entire body for their portrait or for their family photos. You know, sometimes we do like a half body right. crop or something like that. And that's everything that they're wearing tells part of their family story. So it's important when you're lining them up to see what they're wearing and to photograph their whole body. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's an interesting like look into sort of the psychology or the social sociology of yeah. photography. It's like, oh, that's important to them. Japanese culture, I think, is the same way. Mm-hmm. You'll see portraits, full-body portraits, more often than you will see crops because yeah. what they're wearing from head to toe is very important. It's a document. It's you know, And so also doing that artistically and interestingly is, is awesome. And so I think... Some of the subtlety in photography that we miss out on is 
seeing when people do that well. Yeah. Like, that just looks like a person in a dress. That's not a thing. No. There's a lot going on there. It's subtle, but it says something about time and where they were in yeah. space. And anyway. So. I think also, like, Nello, too, being like, those photos really aren't... It's not fair. Like, the, people are like, yeah, that photo is like, it's not interesting. Or another person's like, yeah, that photo's not for you. It's for the person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For the people who know those people and see themselves, but it's not really for, meant for everybody. It's meant for, it's like only the people who have a relationship to the subject yeah. will actually care. I, I never, I didn't feel it as, as intensely as I did when I saw Sachin and Maxine's photos. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, there's something else going on here. Like, I saw their photos and I literally was like sad or happy sad. You know, I was crying. I was like, why? Why? Every time I see the photos, I just, I told, I called Sasha and I was like, bro, I want to Photoshop myself into the background of all of your photos. I love them so much. And he's like, what? Really? I was like, yeah, man. Like, I just want to take them. And I never do that kind of stupid stuff. But something made me so happy about their photos that I was just like, I just want to be there. Just like, ah, hello, I'm your baby. You know? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that, but... I think you should. I probably should. I probably will. You probably should. Just, like, one, like, in Sasha's pocket, like, it just yeah. pop, popping out. just popping out, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, What's up? <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. Uh, kind of been on the mind. Yeah. Well, um, how does that what you think? Because th- I feel like I'm curious about everyone's thoughts on uh, like a couple if, things. Yeah, I feel like I'm curious about your thoughts on pies. I'm curious about your thoughts on our cereal bar and if we should do it, have a blacklight event mm-hmm. where AD and I are slinging cereal for the masses. Yeah. But I'm also curious about what you guys think about um, people in photographs, whether it's family or friends or other people or just general yeah. guests. Do or you photograph photos? everyone? Yeah. Is that something that you think you should do or do you not care or do you... I think I photograph way too many cu- photos of the couple. Is that weird? Like, during the day, on the dance floor, all the time, yeah. I'm so bride-focused. And I, you know, the bride's smiling, I want to take a picture of right, it. Right, same. And I want to, like... Open the blinders to the world. Yeah, I still want to be bride-focused, because they're the ones paying me, but I also want to just, like, yeah, I don't know, take, take some time to be like, all right, I'm on the mom right now. Or, like, I usually tell my second shooter, hey, focus on the dad, he's about to cry, that kind of thing. Uh, which I also think there should be good hand signals for that during the ceremony. We should develop a hand, a hand strategy. What was that little hand thing you just. <laughs> We're going to release a blacklight ebook course, video course. On sign language on, for photographers? Sign language for photographers. For first and second. We're going to make yeah. it standard across yeah, weddings. The standard sign standard language. Standard sign language across weddings. I mean, you could probably just use ESL. Like actual sign language, you probably could. Yeah, but just, we're gonna make it. <laughs> you, but we're not. We're, just, we're, no, but we're, <laughs> we're gonna take whatever we can from ESL and then change it a little bit and yeah. resell it. Because there's so many things. Like, are you shooting wide or are you tight? What lens do you have? Three, five, you know that kind of thing. Wide, tight. That is definitely not. The, <laughs> that is not the sign for anything. Yeah, it's a sign for something, but you. <laughs> Yeah, no, that would be really fun. I think uh, maybe next well, next time on the Black well, we, Lake. We gotta make like a vlog for that one because you can't yeah. do it audioly. Yeah, you know, yeah, can of we, course. You I was, can. Everyone, the standards would be across the board. I was yeah. like, yeah, well, they said do this. I'm like, yeah, but everyone interprets it differently. Yeah, yeah, but I think the sign for uh, for man is like a salute, like a hat, oh, like, like a hat, like the like brim. Man, oh, you actually do the brim. Yeah, okay. I thought it was like this. And girls, this. And girls like this hair. Is, oh, this is hair. Boy. Girl, yeah. Girls, it's like, yeah, it's like hair like a bonnet almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like a bonnet? Yeah. Dad like and a, mom. 
I'm oh, sorry, dad, mom. Dad and mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the most boring uh, podcast. Yeah, because they were making the, yeah, we but that sound language. Here. I think I I try to use that. I remember with a photographer, I was like, photograph the dead, and I was doing this. And he was like, what? <laughs> he slid you back. Yeah, like, I was like, I need you to photograph the dead. <laughs> like, focus on the dead. And he's like, what? Just using the salute one. And he was like, he didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, ah, whatever. But I think it'd be fun if I had a dedicated second who knew the sign language, and I was just like. You know, three, four, five. I think we should make it. I think we should make it worldwide. Yeah. I think so. All right. Next time on the podcast. Next time on the Black Light Pod. All right. Catch you all next time. Peace.